Ashley Travis was recently sworn in as the 6th Circuit Court Judge of the 19th Judicial District. This week, she joins me, Ryan Pluckelman, and Charlie Kuhn on Clarksville's conversation to talk about growing up in Clarksville, how an opportunity in high school led her down the path to study law, the process of being appointed judge by Governor Bill Lee, and more. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation, powered by FM Bank. I've always wanted to start a Clarksville's Conversation <laughs> with Welcome, Your Honor. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Welcome, Your Honor. Thank you, Charlie. I'm happy to be here this morning. Uh, I love coming out to the station. It's just such a fun environment. Of, of course. It, well, look who you're sitting well, with. I, I mean, mean, you're hanging out with Charlie Coon. This is crazy. Yeah. I pointed at you. Well, I pointed right back oh, at yeah. you. Uh, but, but, but Ashley, <laughs> how many times has that title been dropped on you? How many times have you been called Your Honor? So this is the second time. <laughs> the second time. It's, it's exciting. Um, I was just recently appointed by Governor Lee uh, to be the sixth circuit court judge here in the 19th Judicial District. That's a heck of a phone call. It is. When you see your caller ID coming up on your phone, you know, because most of us, if there's a number we don't recognize, we're like, yeah, I'm not answering that. But when it says <laughs> when it says Governor of Tennessee, that's when you go, I think I need to take this one. Oh, you're definitely taking that call. And it I was a very exciting you, uh, day. And what a title. It's not just like a short like your honor. I mean right. it's like this like eight word title. It is. It is. So my official title is uh, Circuit Court Judge of the nineteenth Judicial District Part Six. This is why you have to have a long business card. Like, you can't get the standard ones from Kinko's. You have to order the real long one that people can hand out. Eight and a half by 11. (laughs) Perfect. I got it right here. Look at this thing. It's huge. It's huge. But we got to get to know you a little bit and and your story because there's a long journey from growing up wherever you grew up to getting the call from the, the governor of Tennessee, Bill Lee. Where did you grow up? I grew up here. Clarksville. You're a townie. Yes. Yeah, the unicorns, they just keep popping up. It's you and Charlie, essentially. (laughs) Well, and I'm not even from here. I just, I mean, act like it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We accept him. (laughs) So so you grew up in Clarksville. I did. Where'd you go to elementary school? Cumberland Heights. Okay. It was, it's now uh, the uh, Barty, uh, John Barty Center. Uh, So I went to the old Cumberland Heights. Oh. I didn't know they they changed the name and repurposed mm-hmm. that place. They did. They did. That's awesome. Yeah, you go to Cumberland Heights and then middle school. Where'd you go there? Montgomery Central. Okay. Same for high school. So All right. Country girl. I, I mean, did you grow up on a farm? Uh, no, I grew up on about um, fifty acres. I mean, that's not a farm. Is that a ranch? What is the term for 50 acres? <laughs> that's a, a plot. That's a, that's a that's a beautiful piece of land to grow up on you're out in the county yes 50 acres that is a heck of a childhood right there right not not a lot of neighbors neighbor kids to play with at that time yeah yeah uh, but it was it it was nice actually um i really enjoy the outdoors and and nature and just Mm -hmm. in your lobby i was sitting here and nine deer went by we do have a pretty nice setup. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat to see all the deer. We see a lot of wildlife back here on the on the five star property. But yeah. you grew up on something that was ten times the size. <laughs> I, did. I did. We didn't have any farm animals or anything. We just had dogs and yeah. Are you a hunter? I am not. You paused there, like you like maybe you had in the well, past. Uh, my husband is a is a big hunter and. Uh, 
he he is is coaxing me to come out to to the tree stand and and be more involved in that. Uh, my daughter is is very much involved in in the youth hunts and yeah. goes with him. And so I paused because um, I'm not I'm against it. Um, but yeah. Essentially, I'm not an avid hunter. Essentially, what you're saying is. Your husband would like you to say, "That's correct." Absolutely, <laughs> we were in the tree stand this weekend right. because he really wants to take you with, and you're kind of like, "It's cold." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the reason why she hesitated was for no other reason than, yeah. "Do I really want to sit in a tree when it's cold all day and early and early?" Right. I think you nailed it, right? <laughs> right, because you know the the job that you have now is is not a job where you get to sit around a lot and have a lot of free time. That's a pretty demanding job. And so who would blame you for wanting to sleep in on a Saturday (laughs) and staying somewhere where it's warm and sipping some coffee and not having to be in a tree stand at three in the morning? (laughs) No one's going to blame you for that. Right, right. It's a little chilly these mornings. It's it's Uh, Yeah. Well, it's going to be good. It's going to be good coming up for a little bit, and then, then we'll have a little winter time, which... Yeah. I'm not a big fan of I'm a big fan of winter. You are? Um, yeah, I like it. Huh? I, yeah, it's nice. It makes you appreciate the summer. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know? I mean, if we didn't have winters, would you appreciate summer so much? Yes. You still would? <laughs> would. You would appreciate summer all year Absolutely. long? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm very much appreciative. Charlie is constantly, as he gets closer and closer to retirement, is constantly Googling Florida real estate. Because that seems to be right up your alley. They have some really nice trailers down there. <laughs> I, I bet, I'm, I'm in the market. I, I didn't know you were looking forward to retirement. Is that exciting? Not, he just made that. Well, it takes. Oh, okay. It's good. I mean, everybody kind of has to look at those numbers at some point, you know. Oh yeah. And Charlie, you're no spring chicken, but you're not old, you know. What are you saying? I'm saying you're closer to retirement than I am, and and closer than Ashley is. Wow. We'll just move on from that. We'll just move on. You're, you are correct. You are correct. But it's going to be a while. I got a lot left to do. That's true. That's true. Um, so you go to Montgomery Central High School. Where'd you end up going to college? I went to Austin P. You are like the most Clarksville person ever. I received my bachelor's and my master's from Austin P. Okay. What? Yes. And then how do you get involved in the law? So I started working at a local law firm when I was in high school. I would leave high school early. I was in, we called it the co-op program, and I would report to work. And so I worked there throughout all of my schooling, and then it just felt natural to, to go on to law school. And, and so I worked during the day, and I went to law school at night. Wow. You have lived here, and Clarksville has been a part of your story from day one. It has. So many times we'll have people come in here and Clarksville will become the middle of their life. Or if they're born here, they'll step away and then they'll come back. Uh-huh. You are 100% Clarksville. Yes, never moved away. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did, did you enjoy law school? I did. It was a busy time, but I did yeah. enjoy it. What, what would you enjoy about law, law school? I really enjoy learning. You're you're one of those. People. I'm just one of those people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. What kind of law did you get into once you're once you're out of law school and you, you start practicing on your own? What was your focus? So, uh, in private practice, I had a pretty general practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did uh, criminal and domestic and probate and 
um, some elder law and, and I just a business. Uh, I did. I had a very wide range, a little bit of everything, I guess you would say. What was it that attracted you? I mean, most high school kids want to maybe go out for sports or, or party or, or whatever. What was it about law that in high school you're like, listen, I'm going to you know, get involved in this program where I, as a high school student, can go work at a law firm. What was it that made it so crystal clear to you that that was the direction your life was going to take you? So while I was in uh, high school, I was actually approached by my math and accounting teachers yeah. about a position available at a local law firm and if I would be interested in right. interviewing for that position. And I said that I would, and I went to the interview, and I just really enjoyed the environment and and just enjoyed working there. It was very interesting to me. A local local attorney? Yes, mm-hmm. downtown Clarksville, local attorney. And that's one of those professions where... So much of popular culture has influenced people's perception of that profession. Like we all have ideas of what law really is based on the countless TV series and movies based on it. Did you have moments when you were a high school kid and what you know about the law is what you saw on TV or what your parents were watching at night and what you've seen in the movies? And then you get to the law office and there's probably a little bit of, wait a minute, this is not like the movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct on that. And I think what attracted me the most was just uh, helping people mm-hmm. and uh, playing such a large part in somebody's lives, yeah. you know, and, and that's what really attracted to me. I've always been uh, service minded. And so in a sense, to be able to assist somebody was always what was was my drawing factor to to the law so so you like to assist people now you get to assist them in making decisions right because you make decisions for a lot of people right and 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 i think that uh it's a big service to the community um to allow uh, parties coming before you to have some type of uh finalization to a dispute and for things to essentially come to an end and be resolved. And, and I think that that's important. So it, it seems like your work day would be kind of hectic. I, I know I see, you see judges out. That's why she doesn't town. want to go sit in a deer stand at three o'clock I, I <laughs> on a Saturday morning. I know. It, it, but, but you have, you have these, say you have court cases for tomorrow, whatever t- day tomorrow is. You have a lot of prep. Tomorrow work. is Saturday, Charlie. I know. I was <laughs> Hey, but maybe that when people hear this, it'll be a next Monday. So you're we all, everyone knows now we recorded this on a Friday. You're right. on yeah. you're on We're all on the Friday. No speculation yeah. about what tomorrow <laughs> is, <laughs> for the record. Hey, it ends in what? We know it ends Objection. in what? Objection. This is a podcast. <laughs> it could be any so, day we want. You're so mean. So, but you have, say you have a case to whatever, to Saturday. You have a case on Saturday. You have a lot of prep work to do before that. Yes, absolutely. So when you when you go home at the end of whatever your day looks like, you still have work to do. For the next day, yes. That's probably my worst trait is I'm a over-preparer. Really? But I like to uh, fully evaluate something and be totally prepared coming into it. I think that parties deserve that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't sure. want to. Imagine when you're dealing with something, you're dealing with folks that are having a dispute. Mm-hmm. Or an issue, the life-changing things. Correct. And the least you can do is to make sure that you're ready to go. Can you imagine being in a situation where you, the law is intervening now, 
there's a crisis and you're in front of the judge and they walk in willy nilly like, well, who's coming up? I don't know. You know, it's like you're right. You kind of owe it to them to be ready to help them through whatever brought them to you. I do. And it is the most important day in their lives. Yeah. So I, I treat it that way. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have a, a favorite type of case? Something that, you know, spikes your interest more than another? I think that a lot of judges would, and me including, would say that adoptions uh, yeah. are yeah. the favorite. Uh, it, it's There's a um, few things that we get to do that leads to just happiness on uh Oh, that's the truth. You know, yes. and so right, right. it's just really nice to to have that happy moment in the courtroom. Yeah. And that's and cool. That, I would have to say that that's probably my favorite. When you're looking at the docket for the day and what you have to do, when you mm-hmm. see adoptions, you go like, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be a good day. Because you're right. That's the one situation where whatever happens in that room that day, it's, it's, it's joyous, yes. right? Like yes. you're giving people, you're, you're putting a family together where a lot of times you're going to make one side happy and the other side's going to be devastated. And that's an, that's an interesting world to balance. It is. That does happen at times. And uh, uh, as a a judge, we're required to follow the law. Mm -hmm. We have um, very substantial standards to follow and uh, we have to um, analyze that it's, it's never cookie cutter. You know, we analyze the facts of every single case and how it applies to the law to get an end result. And um, unfortunately, we as judges have to make uh, unfavorable decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not an easy job for sure. You know, you've recently taken this position. I did. And so you had a process. It was not an election. It was an appointment. So Tell us kind of how that works. I mean, how do you, how do you throw your name even in the hat in the process of being selected? So it's a really neat process. Um, the process for me took about five months, mm-hmm. and uh, the part six position was created um, by this last legislative term, um, and it was created because of the substantial growth of Montgomery and Robertson counties. Mm -hmm. Our growth was so substantial, we needed another judicial position. And uh, so I applied, uh, um, along with others, for this judicial position. And there is a committee, it's called the Trial Court Vacancy Committee, has about 12 people on it. And those people are are appointed by the governor Mm -hmm. to travel all around the state of Tennessee and interview judicial applicants to choose the top three applicants to refer to the governor for his ultimate mm-hmm. decision. Yeah. And then you have the, then the governor, does he interview you once it gets down to three? Do you, is there a process where you go down to Nashville and you get to meet with him for a bit? Yes. So in between the trial court vacancy commission interview and meeting with the governor, there is a pretty extensive, um, background clearance process that you have to go through. They got to make sure you <laughs> yes. are who you say you are. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it was a very, very, uh, a very big task to take on. And uh, you have to get full, full clearance mm-hmm. for that. And then uh, you receive a, an appointment to meet with the governor's legal team. 
And that's another interview. And then ultimately you have an interview with the governor and then you get the call of of who he has chosen. And and I was very fortunate for him to choose me. That has to be just the most surreal experience of your life, right? You put this application out and like so often when you apply for something, you have no idea. Is is someone going to see it? Is it going to grab someone's attention? And then the process starts, right? Oh, hey, we love what you sent in. We'd love to talk to you. And then all of a sudden, hey, you did really well. The government, we're going to do a background check on you. And then you're going to, you're going to have all of these people looking into every aspect of your life, right? right? Double double checking and making sure everything appears like it should. And then all of a sudden, you're in front of the governor's legal team. Mm-hmm. What kind of, like, that had to have been just a moment for you. Like, okay, it's getting real. Like, that was, was that the it's getting real moment for you about this whole thing? It was. And, uh, but the questions that were asked were so good. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as um, my qualifications and ability to serve as a judge and having previously served as a judge, as a magistrate judge for almost five years, um, I just, I really enjoyed the process. I enjoyed the questions. I enjoyed meeting with them. And uh, I, I'm very thankful to have went through that process. And I, I respect the dedication that the governor puts into the process. Uh, I mean, that's, it's not an easy feat, you know, and that takes five months to make sure that you get a very qualified candidate um, out of this process. So I think that um, he definitely devotes the time to make sure that it results in a very qualified person to well, be appointed. Uh, this, this is a pretty important question here, Ryan. Okay, this is the most important question. What, not most important, but very One important. of them. Okay. We're ready, Charlie. Top three. What's, what's more intimidating, being prepared for that interview process or with Ryan and myself? Because, <laughs> I mean, we're sitting we're pretty tall walk. in these chairs right now. We're a cakewalk. This is the Ryan, easiest can ever. I, Ryan, can I plead the fifth on that? Yes, question? you can. can I, okay, all right. We'll allow it. Okay. We'll, we'll say meet with the governor. We'll, say we'll go with the governor. But I would think that that whole process—you are being asked to define the things that that are important to you as a judge—and mm. that's almost it's a great moment to collect your thoughts of these are the things that are important to me. So often we go through our day-to-day lives, and, and we we're never asked to sit and reflect. Those are real big moments of time for you to reflect on what's important to you mm-hmm. and what you bring to, to, to the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what is most important to me is, is uh, fairness. Mm-hmm. Uh, always making sure that the parties appearing before me on that date, it is a very important moment for them Yeah, and they deserve my undivided attention. They deserve respect um, and they deserve to come forward and have fairness in the judicial process. Um, so I have always uh, made it a priority to treat everybody with respect, yeah. and and I will continue to do that as a circuit court judge and to make sure that I will uh, address the, the facts that are presented before me and apply it to the law uh, to come to a sound decision and, and yeah. set aside any biases or, or prejudice uh, to get to that decision. Mm-hmm. And that's what I is important to me, and I strive right. to do that every day. So, I mean, it's got to be, I can't imagine, like Ryan said earlier, you know, the governor calls and says, hey, 
You're my person. Yeah, but even right. before the call that she gets, I mean, imagine you, you got to go validate your parking oh, down yeah. at, at, <laughs> in Nashville, and and, you, and then you're sitting in the in the governor's office, and he's drilling you because he wants to know because he's putting his seal of approval right. on you. That interview, like what, what did he want to get to know about you? He had all these things. He had, you were all on paper in front of him. Yes. So, um, I went to the Capitol Mm -hmm. and, and went into his office and met with him and his, uh, uh, chief legal staff. And, um, he wanted to know essentially everything about me. What is important to me? Why Mm. did I apply for this position? If I had always, uh, thought that I would uh, go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Did, did I want to um, apply to be a judge? Did I want to always uh, run in an election and, and everything that comes with that? Um, mm-hmm. So it was a very, uh, very interesting interview. And he, he really wants to know uh, not just what's on paper, yeah, what's on a yeah. resume or an application. Yeah. He truly wants to know, uh, who is this person? What is important to them? And why should I choose them? Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That someone, you know, yeah. they invest that much time. Because it could you could just rubber stamp stuff. You, you could be you looking would, at, okay, mm-hmm. what's his, what's your politics? Yeah, Boom, done, move on so. to the next thing. When you left that interview, because sometimes you hit an interview and you're like, I nailed it. Did you feel great when you left that interview? We just really hit it off in the interview. I felt good about it. Um, it was kind of like just sitting down and talking to an old friend. And so I did leave feeling pretty good about it. Um, and he was uh, very, very uh, question driven in our interview. And we had a lot of back and forth. And, and actually, I believe we went a little bit over the allotted time frame that we were. Uh, That's when you go, forth. this is going well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I did. I did feel good about it. I, I feel that we really um kind of hit it off. So, so you get appointed, but there's, it's for a period of time, right? And then you have to run, run for election. Right. So what does that look like? How long is your appointment and when is when is the election? So uh, I was appointed in September of 2023 and then I have to run in the very next election to then match up with the term of all the other judges. Yeah. Get lined up. Mm -hmm. So when is, when is that is next year? Yes. yes. So the primary is uh, March 5, 2024, and then the general is August 1, 2024. Wow. Well, here's the deal. It ain't going to be hard because you can just run Ashley Travis 100% Clarksville. There is no, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can say, hi, I'm Ashley Travis, and there is no candidate more Clarksville than me, and let me prove it to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what see what happens in and what your journey is, because I know I just look at your face, and of course I've seen you, you know, at private events and stuff, and you're just smiling and happy, and and I think you're in the right spot. Thank you, thank you. That's yeah. just who I am, and I, I'm a firm believer that I can also smile on the bench. Yeah, I mean, what you see today is how I am. Yeah, in court, also, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think it's always important to just be open and cheerful, and, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that's right, positive minded. Was there a moment, though, because getting into politics, because now judges have had to dip their toes into that water for good or bad. We can argue that on another podcast. But there had to have been a moment for you when you had to say to yourself, am I okay with entering that realm? Like, do I want to get involved in that cycle where I've got to participate in the politics game? It's an added feature 
to the judgeship. <laughs> you are absolutely right, Ryan. So um, it, it's not just about me going mm-hmm. into this position. Yeah. It, it's it's about my family too. Yeah. And so um, my husband and I, we, we sat down together and I asked him, I said, you know, are we ready for this? And he said, are we ready for what? And I said, well, to be out and, and be involved. And, and he said, you mean what we're already doing? Mm-hmm. So it... <laughs> I think that we have enjoyed our community yeah. involvement so much yeah. that we didn't even quite think of it as anything other than just that's going right. out and having fun. Yeah, that's what we do. And uh, so it it was just kind of a no-brainer mm-hmm. of, well, we're already so involved in our community that that's not going to change. You yeah. know, it's still going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, family family's important. The cool part about being elected judge, the terms, are they like eight years? They are eight years. Oh, thank so, God. You only have to do that once so every it's, eight it's years. It's not like being a, <laughs> a, a represent, state representative where you're every two years you're you're doing it. You get eight years, but during that eight years, you need to be visible and connected mm-hmm. because when election time comes, people need to know who you are. That's right. Did he say, I'm good with this politics thing as long as you go deer hunting with me once? Was that the kind of trail? <laughs> like, you got to go to the deer stand at least once? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you get to sleep in. Yeah, no <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I'm, thank you for taking time to visit with us and tell your story. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for having we me love out. It. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. Thanks for coming in. And, and really, thank you for, for stepping up. You're, 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 you're filling a job that is so necessary in our society. And to just listen to you talk about the way the law makes you feel and, and, and serving your community and how important it is. This is your home. It's mm-hmm. always been your home. We need people like you on the bench and for you to volunteer with all the things that are going to come with this to say, I'm going to serve my community in this way is great. And I'm, I'm so proud that, that you're representing us on the, representing all of Clarksville and Montgomery County on the bench. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. All right. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's conversation wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on a single conversation.